0: Let's go! Welcome back, everyone. This is the Bless You Boys podcast. Bless You Boys is your home for all things Detroit Tigers baseball, uh, the SB Nation platform. And I am your host, Brandon Day. And with me is my co-host, Ashley McLennan. And we are both just cracking up because we are currently watching this stupid, stupid baseball team like, <laughs> about to beat Cleveland for the second game in a row somehow.
1: I just like so... Andrew Miller
0: melt down on the mound, and well, I, I don't know what's happening. He
1: shaved. I, I, he did shave. That's, that's a, a new problem. development, apparently. Uh, I don't know who let him do that when you have a beard as majestic as Andrew Miller's. Uh, he just has, has one of those faces that just looks right with facial hair.
0: Yeah, he looks weird without it. It's sort of like he Alex looks... Wilson. Like, when Alex Wilson shaves, it's like, oh, bro, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> you got to grow that back. Like,
1: what is you doing?
0: Yeah, You've lost all your mojo on the mound.
1: Apparently somebody was telling me that apparently Andrew Miller's kids didn't recognize him. (laughs) And I'm like, I don't recognize him. Tell him to grow it back.
0: I know. Mickey Calloway wouldn't have let that happen. Kind of ship is Terry Francona running over there these days.
1: Just everything's falling apart. Oh, we got really. Shane Green on to close this game. Let's hope there's no disasters.
0: Yeah, I know. It would be a real bummer to lose this Daniel Stumpf got through a whole inning. He did. He, <laughs> Loaded he... the
1: bases and still managed
0: not to destroy <laughs> everything. So I, know. I I believe that this could actually happen. Yep. And just, just the most random of, you know, like every ball going down the third baseline, un- uncatchable. Dixon Machado, Jacoby Jones doubling. Yeah, it's just. It's this bizarre oh, it's world out here. Weird, weird baseball. Uh-huh. Baseball is is definitely weird. It is a strange game and unpredictable.
1: <laughs> well, and especially in this weird, like, totally... I don't think anybody saw the the AL Central turning out the way it has this season. Like, it's just... Like, I don't even know what to make of it. It's like a battle of who wants to be worst... And somehow as a result, the Tigers are coming out on top.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's... the Indians have been just kind of, kind of a weirdly mediocre team um, in all sorts of ways. And everybody thought the Twins would be good. And the Twins are just kind of like, eh, we got nothing. Like, Royals the, are terrible. White Sox are terrible. The, like the, the Indians are so bad
1: that like, and they're still number one in the division, but they're so bad that I, I've wanted to write a piece and I may do this this week still. It's almost unfair. If the Indians get to go into the postseason, just because of how bad the AL Central has been. There's so many other teams ahead of them in other divisions, like miles ahead of them, that it's just insane to me that we're not really, like... And I know so much can change
0: in the next 120 games that we have to play, but... Sure, but they definitely look like that team that could just, like, blow up the whole wildcard system. Like, uh, why did you guys get in when you're this terrible and you're playing... Yeah, All it's like here's the games. Indians
1: getting to go and or like even hell it could you know what honestly I could imagine a stranger scenario than the Tigers somehow ending up at the top of the division the way that the NL that the AL Central's going. Yeah. Like There's some teams to beat but up. But they I mean. sure as shit don't deserve to go to the postseason. <laughs> no, nope, they don't. Right?
0: Like nope. it's It's such a weird thing. It's been a weird season. Like you just you look around and there's three teams. There's Houston, Boston, and New York, and they all look like just absolute monsters. And everybody else is kind of this, just sort of this weird mess. Like the Angels are kind of good, and the Mariners were kind of good, but that that problem got fixed. Oops. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be switching to that game
1: next. But yeah, that's a dicey. It was already bad enough with, like, Cano getting the the handbrake off poor Blaine Hardy.
0: Yeah, Blaine or, Hardy with his preemptive justice in Minority Report fashion.
1: Yeah, poor he knew Blaine Hardy, did. like, got so blamed for that from from Mariners fans for breaking Robinson Cano's wrist. I actually
0: apologized uh, on his behalf. I feel terrible about
1: that now. i take it back. I <laughs> tweeted that I – because I, I have an anxious personality. I do have anxiety – and like weird things trigger <laughs> so anxiety. Guilty. I, I like I know any I know, know anybody out there that suffers from anxiety knows exactly what I'm talking about. Like you get you feel guilt over things that you have no control over. It's also called being Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have the agnostic version of that, which is what they, sub- they prescribe Xanax for. <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. My, my, I think every woman in my family suffers from yeah some form of anxiety in that regard. Yeah. Just so, always...
1: all day Sunday after this happened, I spent, like, hours and hours feeling perfect for Blaine <laughs> already breaking Robinson Cano's hand. But and it... I,
0: like, felt bad. I know. <laughs> I did feel bad about it. I did. Yeah. But as it so... turns out, Robinson Can- Cano is a dirty, dirty cheater. Bad cheater.
1: Yeah. I, I've been talking with a lot of people about this, and it is one of those things that has a weird amount of nuance to it. But at the core of it... It, what it does come down to is that he's been busted for PEDs. He hasn't tested positive for the PEDs themselves, but he's tested positive for a diuretic that is most commonly used to mask or or flush the system from PEDs, basically. Yep. And so what he's claiming is that he was prescribed this medication from a Dominican doctor for a pre-existing condition. And I grant you, I talked to, we have a doctor on staff at D-Rays Bay, and he was like, yeah, you use it for kidney issues, for heart issues. There's a ton of, ton of things that it can be used for. But as we all talked about this. Any medications that a player is on have to be disclosed to a club yeah. because a lot of things can show up. Any pre-existing medical conditions, especially something like a heart condition, would absolutely be something the club would know about and know the medications that somebody was on. Um, oh no! Sorry, yeah. Uh, Green just massively overthrew a, a pitch to first god damn
0: it yep there's two that outs w- but uh there's also <clears throat> rajay davis on second base which is not good
1: <laughs> and not you mean- can score on a wild pitch from here oh yikes sorry anyway so he would have had to have disclosed all this he would have they would have known that he yeah. was on this medication if it was on the up and up
0: and robinson based- Cano is not a young player who just got tripped up by some rules he didn't understand he's 35 no.
1: No, and there was, like, a couple of guys coming out, like, pictures going, you know what, like, I had a heart thing, and I was taking these meds that had, were considered a diuretic, and it was such a pain in the ass to get a doctor's note, I just switched to the meds I was on.
0: Yeah, Dan so Heron, it, I believe. It was yeah, like, Dan yeah. Heron,
1: yeah, you're right, absolutely. And so, like, it, it's not something that's unheard of, it's not something that he wouldn't know or be able to talk to somebody on the team and how to deal with properly, so... There's just so much fishy about his explanation.
0: Yeah, exactly. Because see, that's what and, I'm going to come back to is that. Yeah, I mean, if you have some kind of pre-existing condition, then why aren't you telling us what it is? Like, you know, yeah, don't I mean, just if say like, innocent. You would be out there condition. Yeah, you would be out there doing everything you could, you know, to to make your case. And he's not doing that. In fact, the reason he dropped his appeal is because he's injured anyway, and the whole thing would just lines up better for him to start the suspension right now. Um, yeah, I'm just not buying any of this. I mean, I'm an MMA fan as well, which has been obviously, you know, just, it's just rife with steroids and performance enhancing drugs and kind of has from the beginning. And I've just heard all this too many times about the diuretic and how, you know, you needed it for something else. And, um, some, you know, some random Dr. Benway, if anyone out there is a William S. Burroughs fan, you know, type doctor who's, you know, 90 years old and just an old script writer (laughs) from the, uh. From the old school, who'll just write your prescription forever you want, you know, whatever you want down there. Yeah. Somehow got a hold, like this is the doctor Robinson Cano, you know, with his three hundred million dollar contract, decided to go to. I mean, it's all super fishy, and the fact that he didn't just come right out and admit it is just even more annoying. Um, I don't know how you and feel so- about like we, you know, we haven't had a, a steroid conversation in the past. Like, how do you? How do you look at like guys like Bonds and Clemens and McGuire? You know what?
1: I'm I'm of the pro Bonds in the Hall of Fame school. I I don't honestly care. As much as some people do about the PED thing, yeah. But um, John Troopen from Lookout Landing had made a really solid point in the post that he put up today. Shane Green um, just got
0: out of it. Good job, Shane Green. Okay, oh, we thank God! Wow, we're up. All right, that's two zero on the Indians this series. That's just ludicrous. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, go
1: ahead. My feed's behind, so we're still <laughs> at an 0-2 count right now. Thanks, MLB TV. Yeah, oh my God, and the ball gets away. Oh, uh, I hate <laughs> yeah, everything. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad to know that this ends well. Yeah, but. Um, okay. From Everybody the future, I appreciate your message. <laughs> um, in Canada, all our games run 10 minutes behind. Uh, no, it's, it's really like a minute behind, but it still sucks when I get all the notifications on my phone. Because it ruins home runs for me all the time. Yeah, everybody's freaking, oh! Well, no, it's just like my phone will buzz and I'll be like, Ah, oh, no, I know somebody just hit something. Uh, so I have to mute games all the time. You know what, I, I'm not... John made this great point in his post for Lookout Landing about the Canoe thing, where he said... It's not the PEDs that bug him so much, it's the lying about the PEDs. It's yeah. I think I hate this notion that that anybody thinks that we're stupid enough to be like, "Oh, oops, diuretic didn't know." Like Cano has been in the game for what, 10 years? Like yeah, he's been around long. a long time. He's friends with guys like Nelson Cruz, who he's seen go through this. Yep. He played alongside that New York team where you saw guys like Arod get real bit by the biogenesis thing.
0: Yeah. In like, the absolute he, media cooker that is New absolutely. York. I mean, he's, he's been through all that.
1: So he, he of anybody knows exactly the scrutiny that goes under these things and how closely they watch it. So I don't buy for a second that he would take something without telling the team about it unless he knew it was sketchy.
0: Yeah. And I I mean, I understand there are people out there making the argument that, you know, Robinson Cano, Cano has a guaranteed contract. Um, you know, he's he was basically a bona fide Hall of Famer, you know, who didn't really have to do a whole lot more probably to get in. So why would he screw everything up this way? But, you know you could say that about just a you know, a host of athletes over the years. Like it, it really doesn't make any sense. Um, You know, I don't think the average person understands what it's like to be an elite athlete and to feel those skills, you know, kind of slipping away and feel yourself losing it. Um, You know, kudos to, you know, guys like Albert Pujols who just, you know, just sucked naturally for a few (laughs) few years and and did the best they could, you know?
1: And then you hold on. Like you can say the same thing. Like why would Cano need to do it? But then you look at guys who are like seven plus years in the minors getting their call up and they get busted. Yeah. Like, I mean, some of those they, guys I
0: can understand, like, yeah, they were desperate, you know, they were desperate to finally make the, make the jump. But
1: yeah. But then at the same time, you know, they're not going to be hanging around long and they know that. And there's, there's no real benefit in any way to doing it. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, they're testing. Yeah. Like I think Kevin Kiermeyer was joking in the off-season that he got t- drug tested so often in the off-season that he offered to let the guy stay at his house.
0: <laughs> yep. <Like. And> then, <laughs> it does seem like they pick a couple teams every year that way, too. Where well, just, Thames
1: last year was just getting, like, like nonstop.
0: Like yeah, Eric Thames to the Brewers. Yeah, they were just all over him because he's this muscle-bound freak who just emerged out of nowhere coming back from Japan and hitting all these home runs, you know? Yeah, yeah. So. I mean, and it really, I mean, and it's just a drag. I mean, it it just really is. You know, I i've I, I've never been like a huge Robbie Cano fan, but I remember writing an article a couple of years ago all about like the Kinsler Pedroya thing and how, you know, like Pedroya took Kinsler's job in college and how they've kind of always, you know, you know, kind of like matched up with each other very well in terms of statistics. Their careers started at the same time. Yeah. I never compared either of them to Robbie Cano. Robbie Cano was on another another plateau where it was like, okay, these other two guys and maybe like Chase Utley are fighting for second best over the last you know fifteen years at second base. Robbie Cano always uh, always stood above everyone else, and yeah, it's it's just heartbreaking, and it's heartbreaking, um, you know, for Seattle. You know, I don't have a whole lot of sympathy for other fan bases, but you know, they're you know, uniquely long-suffering. And it's also a fan base that has produced an awful lot of great baseball writing. Like, uh, oh my God. Lookout I, Landing I, has produced Meg Rowley and Jeff Sullivan and, on, you know, on and on. And, um, you know, Kate Presser over there is great. So, yeah, it's just like seeing a lot of people that I respect and like just having just the worst day today about this. Like, honestly, I
1: I, I think the Mariners are probably, like, in my top four teams, four or five teams to watch. Apparently, I just really love rooting for underdogs. And they Um, just had
0: James Pack to throw a
1: no-hitter. I know. And they were, like, they had, like, that, like, glimmer of hope for the wild card going. And, like, they're one of those teams where it's just, like, you... No matter how you feel about them, like, even if they're middle of the pack, you just, you kind of want to see them go to the World Series. Yeah, they never like, bothered
0: anybody, you know? They got no. Ichiro over there, like, they handled that all, like, as well as could be, and yeah. Yeah.
1: It's a bummer. Like, I just, they're the kind of team you want to see do well. It's the same way I felt about the Astros up until the, they actually won it. And now I'm like, okay, we get it. You guys are really good. Now, now you're
0: like, oh, Justin Verlander's just turned into such an insufferable douche on Twitter.
1: <laughs> you know what? Quite, calling quite frankly.
0: Out, I, calling out Ravi Cano and like, after having been much nicer to Johnny Peralta when it happened to him. I'm kind of over Justin Verlander. I'll, I'll never like, be over him, but he does have a I huge know. factor that's definitely growing.
1: <laughs> I like. <laughs> I want him back. Like, don't get me wrong. I would love to have him back on the Tigers, but like, he's definitely got this like kind of shittiness going about him right now that I'm just. I know. he just I, needs I to know. shut
0: up, right? Like, he just needs to yeah. talk about baseball things. Like, you won your World Series. You don't have to be like Mr. Veteran, you know why sage commenting on every fucking thing I just find it that interesting that he had a comment on Cano within 3
1: seconds but still never said anything about Trevor Bauer. I know. Like Bauer called him out almost specifically like his entire pitching staff. Yep. And not a word.
0: And yeah, then and what's interesting is that he I mean, you know, you could you could argue about Garrett Cole but like there's no argument that Justin Berlander needed pine tar or anything. He had, he could have just smashed Trevor Bauer, you know, you like you little chump, but he he let that one go. And then yeah, this just one he gets let on it about, hang. but although I have yep. to say, like he and Max Scherzer have both been these guys kind of all along, like just just ragging on the steroid users. Um, you know, people are bringing up that Johnny Peralta comment, and you know, rightly so because he did kind of take it easy on him. But he and Max Scherzer, I remember both like many times like weighing in on this, and you know, with disgust, you know, at the yeah. players cheating and stuff like that. So yeah, I mean, the whole thing is just, just terrible, you know. And Robbie Cano. You know attitudes might change down the road but right now i mean you kind of look at him suddenly like on the outskirts of the of the hall of fame voting like he's you know he's he's I, he's gonna have a lot I of people who are sort of like you know kind of looking at him out of, the, out of the side of their eye and i don't blame him because i you know for me barry bond should be in the hall of fame you know that all happened before they even you know put in any good testing so i just don't care about peds from the from the steroid era. I care now because there's testing. There's a whole protocol. You all know better. You can't make the argument that like, (laughs) Oh, other people are using and you know, they're making me look worse than I am. Like none of that flies anymore. So uh, it's just, it's just super aggravating to see a a great player go down like this.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I don't know that it's actually ruined his, like his hall of fame chances permanently. Like I've seen some pretty good points. It's going to be over 10 years before he's eligible. That's true. And, you'll have a, kind of a new guard coming in at that point. I are think, we going like, to say
0: their opinions don't matter because those guys are all going to be dead by then anyway? No, but... <laughs> Sorry, I'm going I, full White House on John McCain that's there. That's dark. That is.
1: Um, <laughs> But I do think you will you may see some shifts in attitude, yeah. um, and I think you may see some younger guys kind of in that BBWA voting range, yeah. guys and gals, because there's like obviously... Yeah. yeah, well, yeah. No, I, I mean, us? people... We don't vote? have we're not bbwaa um They're better than they are. that's what it is <laughs> i'm IBWA.
0: <laughs> oh that's a sad
1: <laughs> I, I paid my 75 dollars brandon i <laughs> know
0: oh, oh. yes. <laughs> i'm gonna leave not that B-B-W-A-A. alone entirely yep.
1: i you know what so is ken rosenthal so i don't mm. care <laughs>
0: It's fine. I, Wait, it Ken Rosenthal is such IBWAA. I don't know. That. Ken
1: Rosenthal is absolutely in the IBWAA. I checked our member list.
0: Oh, now a- I want to
1: be in. All right. Fine. I have a card and everything. Do you? I do. Oh, they send man. it to you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's dorky as hell. I know, but I'm I'm fine with it. But anyway, yes. If but people of kind of, of our generation and that are kind of our our contemporaries are the people that will be doing the BBWA, like God yeah. forbid, but like the Grant Brisby's of the world, maybe. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, and I think you may see a, a willingness to kind of overlook the mistake for, for the career that helped happen before that. Like he's cleared, he's cleared his testing up until this point. Like this, yeah, he's obviously been tested rigorously in the past. So, I mean, I, I you just think. just never know.
0: Like a guy might take something in the offseason because he has an injury and he's trying to get back. I mean,
1: I mean, it is hard to
0: imagine that Robbie Keno has been using for like, you know, seven, eight years and they just have never caught him up. Yeah, till that now, They so. just
1: never notice. I don't buy that. I don't like the attitude now of people going like, oh, how do you feel? Oh, nine Yankees. Like I hate mm-hmm. the Yankees just as much as anybody else. But I don't think we can besmirch a man's entire career just because this happened now. I think it's it's shitty, and I think it is cheating, because it is in the rules. Like, that's the funny thing, is that I don't care about it, but it does break the rules. Yeah.
0: And the problem is, like, I don't care a lot about it either. It's just that there has to be... Like, I, I just want there to be testing and rules, and then, you know, if you can get away with it, otherwise, I, I really don't care that much. I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in the same vein as that, because... I mean, it could it could all go too far. I mean, you could you could see that if there were no rules on it, like who know you know, people who have well, plenty of money, like Verlander, I, like the you know the Scherzers of the world, like those guys could be getting their blood spun and EPO <laughs> and you know and all that stuff just all day long, and it isn't fair. But the argument I've always made is that no one takes a look at the fact that that the way in the ways that surgery has changed the game and how this is going to affect the way we look at the medical ethics of this going forward, because you know there's all these pitchers out there who. You know, if you want to take the natural baseball player, they naturally blew their elbow and their shoulders out. And then they yeah. get cadaver ligaments. And, you know, all and ligaments move from other parts of their body. And then they get to come back. Nobody yeah, gets to come back from being the- 34 and just having bad knees. You know, there's no... You can't take, you know, performance-enhancing drugs or HGH or something like that um, and, and rehab that stuff. But pitchers can get put back together. And the I don't know what the calculus is there. I guess, you know, it's a repair and it brings you back to whatever your natural state is. I don't know if that's if that argument is even made, but, you know, if, if that's the argument, then the same argument should have to hold true for older players who, okay, you're 35, now you get to take rights until you retire. Let's just see how you do. Yeah, to balance you out. But, I mean, I look at a guy like Johnny Ventures who had three
1: and a half Tommy John surgeries or something like that, and yeah. he's pitching now. Isn't that guy's incredible. got a cyborg arm. Like... Yep. Yep. Let's be real here. So, and I, I mentioned
0: this. Sele- you know, all these guys should be naturally selected out. All these arms, you know, that blow out. Like that should be it, and these hitters shouldn't have to deal with them, but they do. So,
1: and and I look at it like I talked. I, I mentioned in our Slack channel today that I had interviewed the head athletic trainer for the Dodgers ages ago. Mm, yeah. Um, for a book I was writing, totally unrelated to, to baseball stuff, but like I was interviewing over some other stuff, and I'm like, how does it work with something like a painkiller? Because I wanted to know in the situation with a guy like Zach Grenke, where he had his collarbone broken, um, yeah. like how would that kind of thing work? Like whether what's the testing protocol for that? And she, you know, she kind of made it clear at the time that they do make sure that all the medications are tracked, but we kind of she kind of laughed about it. She's like, I wonder if they should consider a painkiller performance enhancing drug um, yeah. because it certainly does help their performance at the time. Um, yeah, cortisone
0: so shots and swollen joints. Yeah. yeah. yeah
1: it's like where do you draw the line on what is and isn't okay is my question
0: and i really don't think we're we've really had that conversation like all that stuff i was just talking you know like i you just don't see like yeah this discussion you know happen at the highest levels of the game maybe it maybe it does maybe in closed rooms somewhere joe tory and you know jim leland and rob manford are all together with you know owners and whoever else like debating this all out but i i just doubt it i think they they prefer all this to just kind of go away and
1: well they're know, too busy and, giving yeah. people citations for wearing black shoes mm-hmm. and venezuelan armbands which is the other stupidest fucking thing in baseball right now
0: i know you see mlb uh, do something good like figure out that okay we shouldn't just fuck the pinch pitching ninja over we should like you know integrate him into our team and then the next week it's all like oh we don't like your shoes those aren't League approved and yeah. yeah.
1: So for anybody that isn't yeah,
0: like, aware, they're citing
1: players for for having shoes that are having cleats that are not at least I think fifty one percent team colors.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. So anything within team colors is okay, which is why you see guys on the Tigers wearing like the bright orange and stuff like that at away games. That's fine because it matches colors. Um, but I think it was um, Mike Clevenger from the Indians got cited because he had gray cleats with a pink design on them yeah. um, that had been custom made for him. And then um, Ben Zobras from the Cubs got cited because he wears um, black kind of PF Flyer style shoes um, that's an homage to old school, um, the old school like stuff that guys would wear out in the in back in the day
0: yeah 70s 80s yeah
1: <laughs> exactly like he's just like respecting the game with that uh and he got cited because they're black and there's no black in the cubs uniforms obviously um and then somebody else got cited today so they're like really cracking down on this and then
0: um yeah and there doesn't <sighs> seem to be any like you know any um you know advertising contracts that are being violated by this as far as i can tell so you know i mean that you could understand if there's you know if it's all contractual with various you know shoe manufacturers but that
1: (laughs) yeah but i mean like bryce harper was allowed to wear louis vuitton cleats because they were the right color yeah and that was fine uh but then wilson Contreras from the cubs the cubs catcher sweet by the way yeah those were pretty pretty sweet um but wilson Contreras got dinged today for wearing uh his venezuelan arm sleeve yeah i mean that he's been wearing all season and i'm pretty sure um jesus Sucre from the Braves and a couple other guys have a similar thing and a really like like the part of me that doesn't believe that anybody <sighs> is just doing things for the rules and is that everybody's kind of doing things to be a dick um <laughs> genuinely believes that this is kind of the mlb's way of sticking it to the MLBPA.
0: yeah
1: um for, for all the shit that they went through in the off-season. Which is funny, the, because
0: the MLPBPA did little other than roll over and show their belly and beg for belly rubs and treats.
1: Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> it's stupid. Got taken because to school over the past I, year and a half. I feel like because of the conflict that was created between the two parties in the off-season, they're being real sticklers for some stupid, stupid shit. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you don't want to, like, work with us then? you know what we're going to do? We're going to start issuing fines for weird-looking cleats.
0: Yeah, and it didn't really start, like, right at the beginning of the season. It's really been like this last week. It just seems like they've been on an absolute, you know, mission yeah. to bust oh, all dudes, which is just weird. And
1: it's so stupid, because if the, if the idea is to, like, sneakily have vengeance, the MLB's the one that's looking really dumb here. Yeah. Like, who cares what color somebody's cleats are? Like, if they're not covered in, like, really like inappropriate like nudie artwork <laughs> yeah, or like
0: or racist
1: I nonsense i genuinely do not care what a man's cleats are and 99 percent <laughs> of the time i don't think anybody on that field notices. notices yeah for sure like who cares if ben zobris is wearing black cleats you can't tell the difference Yeah. Uh, you know, it's so it's just, dumb. Yeah,
0: and it really, I mean, you, you probably put it best there, just looking at it as, like, a, a power play to kind of come back at, at the union and take some shots at the players, and,
1: Cause that yeah, was statement. goofy. That was the MLB statement saying, oh, well, you agreed to this with oh, the, you. you know, with their last contract negotiations, yeah. so take it up with the MLBPA. And I'm like, oh, are you guys kidding me with this?
0: I know. So, yeah, so, you know, there's there's... There's the bad and the bad. The league is being stupid, and Robinson Cano was stupid. And uh, I guess we should
1: maybe talk about the Tigers or something.
0: Yeah, before we do, let's just let's just click out a couple little things because we've had like AJ Pollock got get got hurt again, which he does every year. So <laughs> the high flying Diamondbacks may be in a little bit of trouble, but the Dodgers are still way way behind and looking in trouble. So there's that. Um, you know Shohei Otani is still doing well. A Danny Hatch had an incredible, like, crazy, like, Spider-Man slide where he, like, Oh my god, the it face, was so And then they played, like, some kind of lightning round of Twister with the catcher oh. until he could score. Oh. So those were the kind of, like, fun, those are the fun items over the weekend. But yes, yeah, so let's get to the Tigers, who have been remarkably fun and just dumb. Like, we just, Brandon. it just feels dumb. But somehow Brandon. they just keep doing fun things and coming back, and it's bizarre. Brandon. Break it down. the
1: Tigers DFA Chad Bell and mm-hmm. he cleared and he he was taken and he was taken Braves. off waivers by the Braves who seem to really like taking the Tigers mediocre pitching
0: <laughs> I know they've still got you yep, help still got down
1: there. Yep, it's, uh, but I mean, Annabelle's doing really well down there in three games. He's got a one six seven ERA, I think, something yep. stupid like that.
0: Yeah, you just wonder if so. maybe he just needed to see a whole bunch of different hitters. You know, one of those things like with Francisco Rodriguez, where he came up in 2016 to the American League, and all of a sudden he was good again for most of the year, and then everyone mm-hmm. got used to him, and by the end of the year it was fading, and 2017 was just a freaking clusterfuck, so. Yes, I remember. Yeah, (laughs) allow me to take you down memory lane into the. I was there. I
1: remember Pepperidge Farm remembers.
0: But I do like to think about that moment where it was clear that Francisco Rodriguez was kicking up fuss and he'd blown a whole bunch of saves. Because I said something at the time last year that is uh, I keep thinking about lately with what's going on with the Tigers, which was that you know expectations really are kind of a bitch and you saw how that team, you know, the, the Tigers in 2017 came out and just kind of just laid an egg, like, the whole first half. And, you know, just that pressure of, like, you know, this is your last shot and, you know, you're not you're not getting, you know, we're not going out and trading for, you know, players to help you guys. You know, you've got to be in first place and doing well or we're going to trade everybody away. And just, you know, just the spirit, you know, kind of killer that that, that, that must be when you're struggling early in the season – you got all this talent around you, and you just cannot find the mojo as a team. You just cannot find the, you know, that that gear together where you're all having a good time and playing hard. Um, and then you come out this year, and you see a team that has absolutely nothing to lose, and you know they're not setting the world on fire, but they've been like just hilariously entertaining so far. And it just seems like when they need big hits, they're getting them from the most random places and escaping so jams. Weird. They're not even playing like good baseball in a lot of ways. There's, you know, the defenses booting balls you know two or three there's a, a lot
1: of luck involved they're running absolutely. through stop signs
0: jacoby jones just will not stop running the bases once, <laughs> jacoby once jones almost cannot. ran dave, dave clark over <laughs> like, that is a great part of that clip is when dave clark realizes like oh this, this 65 <laughs> six, 220 pound like wild pony is running right at me i gotta get out of here
1: yeah you should i better move <laughs> it's uh it's pretty awesome
0: actually yeah it really has been fun
1: And that's what it is. You know what? Like, I thought this year, and I'm sure I've said this before on the podcast, but I thought this year was going to be a real bummer. Like, I just thought it would be, oh, great, maybe we'll see a couple innings of interesting ball out of some of the young guys, but, like, I just thought it was going to be kind of a downer, like, real slog of a season to get through.
0: Yeah, me too. But,
1: man, alive, are they making it fun? Like, I saw the score for the game today because I was out doing some stuff and I got home around the fifth inning and I'm like, well, yeah, that's about right for an Indians Tigers game, but I'll <laughs> watch the end anyway. And as I'm tuning in, I'm like, oh, there's a run. Oh, there's another run. I'm like, what is happening here?
0: Yep. <laughs>
1: like, this team doesn't make any sense. And I love runs, it. And
0: then, oh, and and here comes Andrew Miller. And...
1: Oh, oh yeah. And I'm like, oh, Andrew Miller's in. Well, that's the end of that. Nice try, boys. But like, then that happened broken andrew miller it's so sad to watch a guy whose command is as like unbelievably good as andrew miller's yeah like god andrew miller could like you know line in a house like painting wise with the way he frames pitches like he's just so tight in the corners and it's so weird to watch him not have that kind of command um, and I know it's going to suck for the Indians fans, yeah. the ones, them that I like. And you um, see his
0: stuff, you know, when at his best, like the last couple of years, his stuff is so sharp, like the slider and the fastball looks so yeah. good, but without the command, all of a sudden it all looks, and without the, you know, the goatee and the long hair, it all just looks very mediocre. You know, it's just like, yeah, this guy, just yeah, some random long arm slinging lefty here. Big deal. Just another lanky reliever. And it's so weird
1: to not see the Andrew Miller that I've seen the last three years. Like,
0: yeah. Yep. And he's like, again, I'm not complaining. Pitched, yeah. And he, you know, and he'll probably get it together. He's, you know, he's only a couple outings back from being injured and stuff, but yeah, you know, he's, he's pitched rusty. a lot of innings. You look at kind of like Dylan Batances, um, Kenley Jansen, like some of these guys who've been really leaned on to carry teams the past couple of years. Um, and even Araldis Chapman last year didn't have you know his best year, although he was still pretty good. He's kind of got it back this year. But you're seeing some of these super relievers kind of kind of showing a little bit of the wear and tear. It seems like, and um, yeah, Andrew yeah. Miller chief among them.
1: Yeah, it's uh, kind of sad. But again, like I said, not complaining when it comes to facing off against the Tigers. I was happy to watch him walk in a run, which is apparently he has not given up three walks in an inning since 2009. Wow. And the only time he did that before before 2009 was in 2006 when he was with the Tigers, <laughs> and it was like his third appearance. Oh yeah, yeah. So I mean, to say that it was a real anomaly tonight uh, is is kind of an understatement.
0: It yeah, it's so not like he's really up against weird. a bunch of guys with like you know just incredible plate discipline and you know people he has to be scared of and stuff like that. It was like John, you know, James McCann and you know John Hicks and Nico Goodrum and these these type guys. It's yeah. Like, Although Nico Goodrum is, you know, is so well, hot he's on right like now. a
1: five or six game hitting streak now.
0: Yep, got three home runs in the past four games, I think. Yeah, I mean, he's he's been hot. And Jacoby, like, just seems to keep getting it done somehow. Like, his average hasn't gone up that much. And he's still, you know, the strikeouts have kind of gone back up to like 25, 28% where you kind of expect, and he's not walking. But he's still just hitting the ball hard everywhere. Seems like even games when he's, you know, he goes 0 for 4, he lines out to right and center a couple times. Still seeing some good contact from him, so um, yeah, it'd be nice if Nico Goodrum could play defense without booting it all over himself. But since Dixon Machado can't stop booting it all over, um, you might see you might see a lot more Nico Goodrum for a while.
1: Yeah, we'll see. I mean, with with Jamer, that's the other thing we should probably mention. With uh, I know the injury. uh, Yeah, Jamer Candelario Hmm. is on the DL now, um, which is, and I'm going to talk about this more this week. I think it's a smart move. I'm I'm really happy the Tigers are doing it. Um but it sucks from a perspective of having to to put one of the best hitters on the team on the disabled list. Yeah, especially um,
0: the young guy who kind yeah. of represents the future maybe more than anybody. Yeah.
1: And it's a tough situation cuz right now I think he's 10-day DL. Um but the thing is is that they've they've pretty much made it a given that what's going on with his wrist um is something that's going to need surgery um and he's been playing in pain i think since the beginning of the year and it's not something that's going to heal in yeah. a 10-day dl stint and, and they, he and they knew about it needs- even
0: before we traded for him so yeah. he's had so it, it for a year yeah
1: yeah so i mean it's it it's one of those things where i'm really hoping that the tigers kind of make the smart call in lieu of what the player and the fans want like just give him the surgery now and hope that he's better by spring training next year
0: yeah, I mean, the only problem, though, is that, that, you know, the more I hear them describing this surgery, it seems like it's just super tricky. Like, when you get deep into the wrist with all the all those little yeah. bones, the hammock and all those other little bones in there, this piece of cartilage and and tendon and ligament and everything that's, that what is it called? The triangular, the triangle fibrocartilage complex. Like, apparently this surgery is, like, pretty complex and it's very easy for it to take, like, a year to heal from and you might not really see... You know the benefits that that you hope to, it may really never kind of go away. Um, he's been hitting with it anyway, but it's it's annoying because it's one of those injuries that starts to sound like it's going to be, you know, something that he kind of has to deal with his whole career. Um, I guess. Yeah. You know, I guess Carlos Guyen um, had had to kind of deal with the same thing, although Carlos Guillen had enough knee injuries where he, he probably had plenty of time to rehab the wrist as well. So. But yeah, that's, yeah, that was kind of a drag and, you know, and it kind of comes, you know, at the end of a, a whole string of injuries from Daniel Norris needing surgery to Miguel Cabrera going down with the hamstring and um, Leonise Martin went down with the hamstring and Jordan Zimmerman went down with the shoulder impingement and then somehow Alex Wilson tore his entire plantar fascia.
1: Planter, he's got yeah his fascia. Fascia. fascia yeah i got plantar fasciitis. I should know this. <laughs> so do
0: I. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> We're we, we old and walking mm-hmm. hurts. Um, so Sometimes we you know wake up in the feels. morning and your
0: feet are dead for a few minutes. Oh, uh, I know that feeling so well.
1: Limp your way
0: into the kitchen to get your coffee. Yeah. I still blame one particular night when I was delivering the mail. When I was a, a mailman in another lifetime, like out, way out in the country. And it was like just like four degrees all day long. And by the time we all got, got back into the shop, it was like seven at night. And it was, I was like, I was just walking on these two wooden stumps. <laughs> I guess like, I think I have some deep seated frostbite issues that are just deep. In oh, no, but no, it's probably just the damn plantar fasciitis. So.
1: Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it seems like a lot. And it, you know, what's funny about it is that with all those guys out, you wouldn't expect the tigers to be doing what they're doing. Yeah. And yet they're still winning games. I mean, you had Castellanos on on the bench for a couple of days as well, and the guys were still doing fine. And we've got guys like Pete Cosma in the lineup. And I tweeted this weekend that Pete Cosma looked like he time-traveled here from 1994. <laughs> and it's just these weird guys that we're seeing in the lineup right now, and yet somehow they're still Beating the Indians nine to eight.
0: Yeah, and you look through the you know a lot of these guys' numbers aren't particularly good. It's not like they're all just on fire. They're just getting they're just getting timely hits. <laughs> it's just the dangerous <laughs> thing. You know, like you look at our bullpen and look at like the ERA and the DRA. It's like now we've got like two relievers who are worth a damn, and you know we've got a well, couple now we got starters a, who are okay. But a guy like Blaine Hardy, who's now one of our starters, yeah, like.
1: And I, I suspect we will see him in the starting rotation again. He had a fine outing on
0: Sunday. Full disclaimer: I, we we are big fans of Blaine and Nikki Hardy. So <laughs>
1: I fully <laughs> like blame Nikki, and I don't know it, if it. she listens to our podcast, but I feel like my my like fangirlness of Nikki like just cuz i just want to hang out with her cuz she's a super genius. I know she's and really smart and super cool. She's just a really cool lady. Yep. Um she was on the broadcast tonight which i thought was kind of cool. Yep. Uh, doing a little behind the scenes chatting about how she and Blaine like World of Warcraft which i Di- which i thought was pretty cute. Um but i think yeah i think her presence and she's actually part of the BYB community which is really cool. Um she comments sometimes and has written a couple posts for us. Yeah. Um and and i think that definitely gives us a, a little bit more of an invested interest in Blaine doing well.
0: Mm-hmm. But we also Beyond, need a lefty. Like. <laughs> but we need a
1: good lefty. Yeah, You're do. right, and he had, I think, a really serviceable outing on Sunday. Like he gave up what four runs? No, he gave up like eight runs. But no, no eight, eight, bad, eight, not eight runs, eight hits. Yeah, sorry, okay. yeah, that was you. my <laughs> bad. He gave up eight hits. But it, in all, like it really was a
0: decent showing, considering what some of our other starters have done yep yeah, it was just like clear start this year of like eh, you know only went like five you know innings ish but you know gave up one or two runs like just didn't you know didn't break somehow
1: i thought it was so pitches. sweet after the game Guardy was saying when he went out to take the ball away from blaine at like five points like <laughs> in the fifth that blaine's like i couldn't even go five innings and like pete cosmo's like dude, you're a reliever. <laughs> like, you did fine. So I, I thought it was pretty sweet that he kind of, like, got down on himself for not going as far into the game as he wanted to.
0: That's getting cocky. Um, that's because that's Blaine Hardy put together, like, five of the most dominant starts you'll ever see in AAA. <laughs> oh, my God. Up, like when He had, he like, a 7
1: 3 or something. Yeah, ERA 10 hit.
0: a game, like, in two different games. Like, this is not the Blaine Hardy we were familiar with. And I guess, yeah, he got to work on some of his other stuff, you know, working as a starter and yeah, you know, that, that's, it's kind of interesting to let a guy try that, you know, they tried it with Alex Wilson in in spring training and that didn't go so well, but uh, for Blaine Hardy, it seemed to kind of rejuvenate him a little bit. Like, you know, you almost got, D, you get, you did get DFA'd, you know, you, your whole career kind of could have started to go down the toilet and um, instead they, they, they gave him it. starting role and bam. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. I'm, I'm here for this story.
1: It's one of my favorite things this season mm-hmm. and I fully admit to being really biased about Blaine Hardy. I just, I like the Hardys a lot.
0: Yeah, we've Um, always been fans too. Yeah. They're just kind of friends of the site in general. So,
1: yeah. So, I mean, but yeah, it's, it's one of those things where it's kind of a cool story to watch just seeing like that, you know, you're a loogie guy almost. Like Mm -hmm. Hardy did, he could do a couple innings in relief if need be, but he was never like a long haul reliever. Yeah. And now he could be like a sixth or like regular rotation fifth starter this season,
0: and that's weird and super cool. Yeah, I mean, and it's easy to forget that you know Blaine Hardy from like you know twenty fourteen, fifteen, and sixteen those first couple of awesomest years he was pretty good. I mean yeah. he, was a, he was a he was a very solid loogie who could you know could handle more than that and and that kind of like fastball upstairs. You know, even though he's not he doesn't have particularly good velocity that and. A pretty nice curveball. Like, that was a pretty good combination. And, you know, he seems to have worked on his, sli- his change up in his slider a little bit. And, yeah, we'll just see how it goes. Um, you know, we're desperate for a reliever because Ron Gardhire is running Joe Jimenez out there seemingly every day. Um, Joe Jimenez at this point has more innings. Well, he did going into tonight, had more innings than anyone in the American League, which is not good news. <laughs> no. Not- that, that cannot go on like that. We do not want Joe Jimenez getting worn out. But um, So it was nice to see some other guys kind of manage to survive at least tonight and get him through one one game. And Shane Green continues to look a little sketchy and somehow get it done. Um, and that's fine because Shane Green seems like a dude who just gets better as the year goes through the goes season.
1: On. Yeah, it, he had like issues last season too. Mm-hmm. Um, at the beginning of the year, he definitely wasn't uh, the most reliable guy. And then by the time uh, Francisco Rodriguez was done, he was the obvious kind of guy to step into that role but that was what june or july
0: yeah like it was, it was late yeah
1: yeah so i mean i'm not i'm not done with shane green yet i think that he'll be fine he's had those ongoing issues with like the finger numbness yeah and he's he's having to learn how to pitch anew without having feeling in some of his fingers like <laughs> I, I, I think we can give the guy a bit of a break and let him find his groove.
0: Yeah. Even when we kind of discovered Shane Green, you know, I I remember him just, just owning the Tigers in one start when he came up with the Yankees. But he just, you know, he just kind of came up with the Yankees in the second half and no one expected anything. And he put together 10 or 11 just really, really solid starts. And, you know, that that, that kind of just set the trend of a guy who, you know, sometimes struggles early in the year. and you know as long as he's healthy we'll pick it up. So I'm not yeah, I'm not worried about him either. Um we just need another guy, another another arm and it doesn't appear to be Sappol. Maybe it'll be Farmer, but just just someone else to take a little bit of the pressure off these guys so we're not burning out, you know, our our probably best trade chip and you know our hopeful closer of the future in Jimenez. So Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we just need to, you know, do a little better job taking care of those guys. I can't really kill Gardy cuz you know You you want to win the games, like, it's frustrating to be late in the game and know you need this guy and and not use him. But, um, yeah, I I would hope the front office would eventually put the call down, like, could you please, please give Joe Jimenez a day or two off here somewhere so he doesn't blow anything up.
1: Yeah, let's keep him healthy if we can. Don't need any more disabled list
0: stints. Yeah. But, yeah, by and large, like, the Tigers just kind of continue to play okay. Like, we haven't seen, you know, great starting pitching. We haven't seen, you know, great relief pitching. They just kind of keep getting it done. Um, and, you know, Michael Fulmer hasn't been real good yet. He's been, you know, kind of solid, but not, not not like a good pitcher at this point. Like, he's still having these outings where he kind of loses his command. Um, and, meanwhile, Matt Boyd just continues to sort of mix up, like, this crazy stew of slow and faster fastballs, and slow and faster change-ups, and curveballs and sliders, and just mix the whole thing together, and he's been pretty effective. So those two guys have at least, you know, can, kind of held the line, but you can you can also see the cracks, you know, like Francisco Liriano getting hit tonight, uh, Mike Fares. It's it's hard to kind of see that, that holding up. So, you know, this, this may all just be a pipe dream, and a month from now we're looking back, you know, 10 games at the Indians, and like, oh, what were we thinking? But, but so far, just, it's been entertaining. Just, and that's all we could ask. If
1: we win the game tomorrow, if the Tigers win the game tomorrow, yep. we'll be tied for first in the
0: Central. And, and really, I think we agreed before the show even started. That's all we wanted. We just, we want to be in first at some point. <laughs> that would be great. It would just, it would just make me laugh so, so damn bizarre. hard. And I, I will, don't even, I will troll Matt Lyons over at Let's Go Tribe and we'll, we'll just have a great time.
1: Matt's suffering right now. Be nice to him. I know. you should have of... seen the game recap they posted on the weekend. Yeah. There was just like a full glitch screen saying bullpen, 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 bullpen. And I think we of anybody can rec- recognize how hard it is to watch a bullpen blow a game.
0: Yeah. And to be that team that like is supposed to do this thing and kind of can't seem to get going and look a little little deer in the headlights yeah. over there at this point. So It's rough.
1: I mean I love seeing Nicky the Tigers Calloway. beat the Indians, but Um, it still sucks to see a team lose like that, especially with, like, a a
0: bullpen that's supposed to be as good. Like, I don't know. There's something about the Indians, too, where I, you know, it's, it's sort of like the Royals. Like, they weren't good enough long enough for me to get, like, super pissed at them. Like, you know, it's almost like the last thing I remember is, you know, J.D. Martinez hitting, like, 10,000 runs off Cody Allen in 2014 and 2015. And then it was like, oh, all of a sudden, like, 2016, there they were, and they they were good. So I I haven't really worked up all that much uh, animosity toward those guys any more than I have the Royals. So, yeah, it's, it's, you know, I'm not going to feel too bad for them, but, yeah, I, I don't take a whole lot of particular pleasure, but I definitely would take a ton of pleasure in being in first place for a little bit. Right. That would just make me gleeful for a couple days. Because it is silly. It is silliness. So, I mean, there is a ton going on with the Tigers. I mean, we're just trying to search for, you know, a reliever to hear otherwise. And as far as the draft goes, it seems like, you know, Casey Mize is kind of the guy, and nothing is... I, I It's hard to imagine anything changing that at this point. As much as we might like Nick Madrigal... Probably going to be disappointed on that front. Um, And Casey Myers will probably be fine. So, okay. Yeah, I mean, Casey Myers, they'll probably, like we've talked, they'll probably just dump
1: him right into Erie. So I think we're going to see him a lot sooner than we might have. I mean, I don't think we would have had to wait too long on Madrigal either. Yeah, probably not. Um,
0: Maybe even less, yeah.
1: like, I, I, I don't think that... I don't know. It'll be fine. Whoever we get, it'll be fine. Yeah. I, I'm, I very much accepted that Casey Mize is the guy at this point, no matter how much I like Nick Madrigal. But I mean, the tigers could surprise us. We don't work in the front office. We don't know what they're discussing. We yeah. just, Know what we've seen year after year after year after year.
0: Power arm, power arm, yep. power arm. So righty, 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 righty. Maybe that'll work. Um, it's just that you know, and I and I've thought about writing about this, but like a lot of things this season, we have so many new players. I've been trying to be more patient and wait. You know, try to give it like forty plus games before we start. You know, really, really deep diving into the stats, but um, yeah, I, I you know, you just look at Dixon Machado, and you know, Jose Iglesias is gone. And Dawa Lugo, you know, probably isn't going to be an answer. And you just you just look at the, that middle infield and think, like, okay, that's it. That's just, that's what's got to be fixed. You know, there's plenty of pitching coming. Got to find yep. a way to fix this middle infield in a year or two before Miguel Cabrera gets too old to really contribute. And then we've got another kind of albatross around her neck. So that's yep. on you, Alavila. Uh, Figure it out. That's what I've been saying. I mean, get yourself a, a near-game-ready second baseman, but okay what do we know we're just a bunch of mooks on the internet what do we know
1: we just watch all the games and see where your deficits are but
0: Mm -hmm. whatever i've been right a bunch of times when you (laughs) anyway just saying i've got a whole list in my head of things i've been right about I need that. I need that list. It gives me confidence about the things I've been wrong about. <laughs> you, I am. I'm assuming you do not also keep a list of things you've been wrong about. I don't need a list of those because they're like they're too present in my head. <laughs> those just those burn on me a little bit. But yeah, so you know we'll, we'll just have to kind of see how those guys play it all out. Um, as far as the minor leagues going right now, like I know everyone's out there, like Kristen Stewart. I don't care who you have to get off this goddamn team. I want to see Kristen Ho- Stewart come up and just mash oh dingers. Oh, my God. People are obsessed. Yeah. Why?
1: And I'm, yeah, I want to see him come up and mash dingers, too. But he's a defensive liability. Like, maybe let's not burn a year of his. No, I'm like told
0: Lynn Henning says he's fine. Everybody says, you know. Oh, well, <laughs> that's
1: great. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, Lynn Henning a, totally knows. But... I know. I'm in a
0: tough spot with Lynn Henning because I like Lynn and we talk. And and some and then sometimes he'll just make these crazy Team friendly. I just had lunch good. with Al at the uh, at Tejas de Brazil downtown, and now I'm all just stoked about these things. Kind yeah, of, uh, Lynn is
1: a great guy, but he's drinking the Kool Aid if he thinks that Christian Stewart's not a liability in the defense.
0: Yeah, like if, he's if not going to win. Nick Castellanos, we'll be damn lucky. That's all I'll say. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. That's that's the best you can hope for defensively. Yep. So um, cool if everybody's just gung ho to see him mash dingers and then also you Know, give up a ton of long doubles, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, because he can't catch a damn thing. Um, sure, that's
0: let's you know, let's do that's that your and, thing. Prom- yeah. and,
1: and burn an option while we're at it.
0: Yeah, that's the real um, thing. Like, there's just no reason we just there's just no rush, people. Pretty just chill out. There's, I... there's no necessary cause for him right now, yeah. so yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to, to, to see him to in, in September. September. Oh, for sure, and maybe even sooner. Like, I could see him coming up, you know. For an injury, like if Victor got hurt, you know, went on the ten yeah. day, like bring him up and let him DH for a little bit. But yes. he just needs to keep playing outfield and hopefully improving. Um, I would like to believe that he's improving as much as some of our uh, our journalists are saying. I totally don't believe that, but you know, if he if he can improve even a little bit, the bat looks like it might carry him anyway. Because oh boy, you see mashing taters down there. I mean, that he's he hitting sure three hundred. He's got eleven home runs. He's hitting two a game over the weekend. Um, Yeah, Kristen Stewart looks like the bat is absolutely as legit as anybody out there, and... You know, if he just turns out to be a Willie Calhoun type player who just hits the crap out of the ball and doesn't really have a position and you just kinda of fit him in, that's that's a perfectly useful bench player and you can get him four hundred at you know at bats and, and not have him hurt you defensively. So Yeah. We'll see how that goes. And then in the meantime, you know, at Erie like Sandy Baez has been pitching reasonably well. Kyle Funkhauser had a good outing. Will Burroughs has had a good outing. So some of these guys are starting to put it together. Um, we'll see Matt Manning and see if he can come back after the last outing he had, which was frickin' killer, and uh, put two in a row together. That would be nice. Alex Faieto has been kind of a disappointment, but I have a lot to say about that, and I'm not going to do it here. We'll just <laughs> um, we'll just kind of hope that he can kind of right the ship there, because he had a lot of success in college, and you know you just kind of have to give him some time, I guess, and see if he can figure out a way to deal with these high A-ball hitters who we expected him to just carve up left and right. Hasn't happened yet. Yeah, well, that happens when you take just fucking righty, righty, righty's
1: in the draw story. I'm righty, 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 beating righty, the dead righty, horse. every at least a, I want. In
0: the I know. Moment. At least we've got like, you know, some freaky guys like Lewis Coleman and, you know, they've got John Schreiber and, uh, oh, damn it. Who's the other one? Is it Jeff Thompson? We've got another kind of side armor down there at Erie. Um, so, you know, at least they've, they've kind of picked up on, like, hey, maybe we should try some guys who don't all throw the same way and see what happens. This Lewis
1: Goldman experiment is very interesting to me. Yeah, he's a strange one, isn't he? He's, he's what is he, 30, He's an odd 20? choice, but he seems to be doing okay.
0: Yeah, at least, I mean, there's a different look there that, you know, we're not used to seeing and, I don't know, maybe a little bit of funk that, that could be effective. He's a good slider and sneaky fastball he sure, going.
1: He sure looks like a Tiger's reliever. <laughs>
0: Yeah, except for the fact that he throws weird, because everybody else just kind of, you know, three quarters, 94, 95. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Oh, he's 32. Yeah, I remember him being in the Royals organization. It just never happened for him there, and, yeah, kept around a few years. Dodgers, Reds, Diamondbacks, and, yeah. All right, he's 32, and he's never been successful, so... <laughs> <laughs> probably yeah, yeah i'm not great, saying but, that he's know. gonna be
1: like the the great white hope or anything i just think he's an interesting team on a daily basis i was just like who's this guy?
0: yeah who's that
1: like i don't i didn't remember him being signed nothing
0: there's been a lot of that so... you know, like johnny barbato and kevin comer and ryan carpenter like and some of these guys but yeah we kind of are because what the hell right you know what i just noticed what? sorry this is exciting if you you know how if you scroll over FanGraphs player search bar, like the top ten most searched players come up in ma- under the major leagues and then under the minor leagues, Kristen Stewart is number ten popped up there with Bo Bichette, wow. and Tim Tebow, and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. <laughs> Tim Tebow, Tim Tebow is successful right now. He's actually getting it done, and it's just it's just making me. Yeah, laugh.
1: Tim Tebow is a weird story. It really is
0: weird and he's like double a double double a and he's got a 128 wr yeah, like plus he's striking out or something. Of the time, but yeah <sighs> it's so weird oh is he a bat is he with the binghamton oh the binghamton rumble ponies that's right the rumble ponies that's one of my favorite <laughs> names so good. Yeah, no, that is a good one. <laughs> Rumble ponies.
1: <laughs> oh man, minor league teams never change.
0: Yeah, there's some good names out there for sure. Yeah, that's one of the funny things about doing the minor league recaps. Although, like the thrill is over, but I, I kind of knew most of the teams, and obviously we miss out on a lot, like the West Coast half of of the minor leagues. But yeah, just just yeah. getting used to all the names, the Altoona Curve. And- the Threshers of Clearwater and who is it? The Fire Frogs? The Florida Fire Frogs. The
1: Lippers. That's one of oh, my yeah. favorites. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, the Yard
0: Goats. Yes, the Hartford Yard Goats.
1: Yeah, they're pretty good. Um, the Iron Pigs are always fun. Oh, Although yeah. I'm really miffed at them because at the beginning of the season, I gave them a really good promo idea and they did not take it <laughs> because they did a Star Wars night. And I'm like, if y'all don't change your name to the Iron Porgs for that day, oh. I'm going to be so disappointed in you. Wow, they and the they did not. And I'm like, how could you not take advantage of
0: this? Yeah, that's just a disgrace is what all that is. Yeah. Jeez. Well, so,
1: um, but there's the the other cool thing with the minor leagues, right? This season can't is help that everybody, they're doing can we? They're doing like a like a Spanish themed like bracket. So all like a bunch of the different teams have got like Spanish inspired names and hats for like a short series.
0: <laughs> I
1: wish I could remember what this is called and I feel really bad for it, but like it's like one of them is like the flying sandals because your your abuela used to beat you with them <laughs> kind of thing. Um, yeah. like, it's just, like, the, like, the cangarejos instead of the, you know, like, the Charlotte Stone crabs or something. Like, yeah. it's so ridiculous. The ti- Well, the Tigers weren't in on it. I was bummed. None of the Tigers minor league affiliates were in. Um, but it's pretty <laughs> and the hats are amazing. Oh,
0: that's awesome. The t- you know yeah. the, the Tigers minor league affiliates are taking themselves very seriously this year. They they want to win. You know they're they're like stock us up with a bunch of veteran four A players. We want to get after it. Although It's, it's I did Copa like a, de la
1: Diversión. I'm ah, I yeah. have it now. It's so it's like the diversity cup basically. Oh, cool. Um, so it's yeah, it's 33 teams. Um they'll do select games throughout the year. So like the Durham bulls were the Toros. That was one. Mm, Um, yeah, some of these are so great. Yeah. The Charlotte Caballeros. Um, but yes, you have to look up the hats, like just search, like uh, Copa de la Diversión, or honestly, you could search my M I L like M I L B, um, Spanish hats. And that's how I found it. Um, these hats are unbelievably good, um, and I want <laughs> all of them. Like, yeah. there's one that has like a, a Mexican wrestler on it.
0: Oh, um, a lucha luchador. Yeah,
1: luchador. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, there's like a chupacabra. <laughs> of course. <laughs> like, has they're so good. They're just so good. Um, I might
0: have to, Maybe I'll have to buy you one of these hats.
1: Please, yeah. I will always take ridiculous, ridiculous hat. <laughs> it's, yeah, the Cangreos Fantasmas. I, I just need it's... to
0: insure myself some magical Canadian baked goods. <laughs> the the ghost holidays. Crabs. Oh, the Ghost <laughs> Crabs, yeah.
1: Cangreos Fantasmas de Chesapeake. Oh, these are so good. Oh, oh, I but... can't get over it.
0: That's a great uh... idea. I'm sorry, but I'm also laughing because I'm seeing Rob tweeting on Twitter, one game back in capital letters. The El Paso
1: Chihuahuas. Like, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. I'm just on a tangent now, but these hats are amazing. I and know. Everyone... We've got
0: to get you oh. off this and take you to another subject that you also will be super stoked about, which is those new Harry Potter jerseys for the Mud Hens. The oh, my God.
1: And team okay. And
0: with the, like, snakeskin, <laughs> like, matte finish looking They are designs.
1: so cool. They I good. think last year they did, like, a Gryffindor theme with them. Yep. And they look uh-huh.
0: all like dorks. I mean, they look like giant dorks last year. I have not forgotten that.
1: Yeah. So, like, Slithering let's much be much better. Ready. Slytherin colors are way cooler.
0: I'm afraid they um,
1: are. And I say that as a Ravenclaw. Um, but, like, these uniforms are so cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> they're, they're as cool as something that's as nerdy as Harry Potter night can be. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: and I say this as a grown adult woman who, in, like, a two weeks' time, will be at Universal at Harry Potter Land. Um, yeah. I'm super into it. I'm yeah. so excited.
0: Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yep, I love when they do this kind of thing. It's you know, it's it's just super fun. Not to mention, obviously, it's a, a whole excuse for them to sell a whole bunch of things, But and then we understand this. But merchandise is cool. We're into it. So good job, good job, M I Tiny I L B. It's
1: <laughs> the mini eye. Good job, the mini eye. Uh, All right, yeah.
0: I, have, I have one final topic tonight because we're, we're we're about an hour in. Okay, so the United States Supreme Court has struck down some of the bans you know on legalized sports gambling that had allowed Las Vegas all this time to basically monopolize this whole industry and we don't know what's going to happen i don't know if there's going to be you know like gambling at machines at your local bar i don't know if you're going to have to go to a casino and you know if i'm going to have to go downtown detroit to like MGM or something to put down some sports bets or what the deal is but how how do you feel about this does it does it just make sense is it just because Las Vegas has always been able to do it People can go on Bovada. I do not bet very much. The only bet I have made of any substance in recent years was that I bet Verlander to win those Cy Young in 2016, and I put down like $300, and I was fit, I was set to win like I can't even remember how much. It was it was too much, and I, it's best I don't even think about it because I was so pissed that night. I was I was madder than Kate Upton was, but so <laughs> so would would you i mean would you be someone i don't even know what the rules are in canada but would you be someone well we who have would sports bet-
1: betting here like we it works okay. the same way as lotteries do and i i don't know if it's like just football exclusive i'd never bet, like i never bet on sports because i don't understand how Mm -hmm. um the concept of over under i think cody from our site has tried to explain it to me like (laughs) 70 times and i still use it wrong in like just like peripheral speech i'm just like what's the over under on this happening and cody's like that's not how that works
0: because engineers (laughs) can't explain anything they can only do it
1: (laughs) and i'm like i don't know i just like saying over under um but like in canada you can bet on things like football and and that sort of thing and so that it's, it works like in a lottery kiosk. So that's all you do. You go in and you enter your bet the same way you would if you wanted like a quick pick for like the Powerball or something. Oh, really? Okay. Um, and it, it's pretty basic. You just fill out a sheet and pop it in, and it's just handled alongside regular lottery. Um, so I would expect that that's sort of what they'll do um, in the states. is that you'll just get cards that you fill out and you kind of place your bets accordingly. It's going to be interesting,
0: just because you just don't know how things are ever going to go in the States.
1: (laughs) Oh, God. It's it could Like,
0: the licensing could all be locked down to just, like, a couple certain places, or it could be just open, yeah, wide up. I, I really don't know. And because this ruling just came down, like, even the States haven't really thought about it. It's just a fact of, like, just, like, the you know the spread of legalized marijuana you know via state law as opposed to federal law like there's just all this damn money and it's you know it's all going into the black market and the government never sees a dime and you well, know they're finally wising up like you know the government no and I, I agree with the but, but that's, pass on all this money
1: <laughs> it's a similar kind of idea like they're legalizing marijuana nationwide here at this summer in canada um Woo, trip but to
0: canada Ow.
1: yeah Woo cares with new amsterdam or whatever it's not going to be like that Me and Jacoby um, jones are coming to montreal <laughs> <laughs>
0: um
1: no but like it, it's one of those things where i really do wish they'd almost taken longer on it before deciding to say yeah we're gonna do this and to kind of figure out how they're gonna make it work like the legalities of like where it will be sold yeah. what the legal ages will be how will growers do it and how will it impact, and, and et cetera, et cetera. I, I wish they'd taken a year longer. Like, it, I know people are going to do it anyway, and yes, it's great sure. to, like, decriminalize it and yeah. make it legal now, and yes, cool, we're going to be making taxes off of it. Hurrah! But know <laughs> we, we, we can
0: fund the schools off, like, everyone's dumbassery, smoking weed and...
1: Especially in the States where, oh my god, your teachers could use all the money they could get. Yeah. Um, but, like, yeah, I... I think that these are great ideas, especially in the idea, like if something like a lottery can be taxed at a state or or federal level. Um, so I don't know. I, I just think they need to figure out what they're gonna do with it before they they yeah. dive full in,
0: yeah, and I think you know like some of it here, you know, so that you know they could they could at least put some kind of a crimp in people driving, well, you know, stoned out of their gourd and all that kind of thing. So like yeah. it seems like as some of those things have started to come along, like the the attitude has changed, and there's a little bit more. I don't know, at least like a vaguely libertarian kind of bent to even like some of the the far right that it's... Yeah, it's just... I think everyone's just kind of realized like we're spending a ton of money to lose money. Like, you know, so eventually, you know, once we've tried everything else in America, we we get wise and do the smart thing. So it seems like, yeah, we're, we're on the pace with that. But it'll be interesting to see how the, the sports gambling goes because... You just, uh, you know, I mean, anybody who's ever been down at the casino knows, knows the sight of a whole bunch of desperate idiots, like, you know, ruining <laughs> the last vestiges of their financial future down there. So it'll but be a lingering scent of smoke in the air. But as long as it doesn't end up, I guess, affecting, you know, play on the field, you know, and you don't have players getting involved in these kind of things. Um, and hopefully all the sports will quickly wise up and, and get their rule set super tight as far as all that goes. So yeah. there's no loopholes and all that. I I really I don't see any major downside other than for people who would no doubt find some other way to ruin their life. So yeah, we interesting I, to see how it goes. I mean,
1: people who are going to gamble are going to find a way to gamble no matter what. Yeah. So
0: yeah, there it is. Yeah. And as for us, we'll just keep watching this bizarre tiger team for as long as they can push push forward and uh, keep looking respectable like this. It's, it's yeah, just peculiar. Have fun.
1: We'll- well, the fun is fun.
0: Yep. Enjoy the fun while the fun is fun.
1: It's my, that's our my new really, podcast
0: motto.
1: My really deep insights into this season for the Tigers is <laughs> have fun while the fun is fun. I'll go get that tattooed on a butt cheek as soon as we
0: it's get out of here.
1: charming. That's <laughs> delightful. All oh, right.
0: Brandon. I know. So uh, I think that's brought us to the end. <laughs> no, I think that, the is, end of yeah, that is a
1: derriere finale for this
0: episode. That's right. And if you would like to support both my Derriere and the podcast and the site, you can head over to our Patreon page at patreon.com backslash where we do have a recent podcast. Hey, you shut up at my professionalism. <laughs> We do appreciate any donations that you guys can make over there. All that really helps us out on the site. Um, and we will have new content coming up there as well um, in about two weeks. Rob, or Jackie, our site editor, and I will record another podcast and we'll really get into the draft and the farm system And after letting the, that breathe a little bit longer. But at the end, this is this is the end. I'm, I'm done now. We're not going to end anything else. The end is here. Ashley, do you have anything you need to sell or promote? Sell it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I have these nice Tupperware containers that have you are ever fine. Read no, the, I is got that Ashley's nothing. latest
0: novel. All right, uh,
1: no, I don't have anything coming out until August, and I'm sure as hell not going to pitch it on a baseball podcast. Yeah, you should just enjoy the summer. You're going on vacation. Uh, you know about what? A week, what right? the hell? You know what? I will say this: my first book is free right now. Um, on Amazon, so it's yeah, it's on free on Amazon right now. Um, so if you're into vampires and or werewolves and or just want to see how terrible slash maybe not terrible <laughs> writing is um my pen name is sierra dean and the first book is something secret this way comes um it was about a half vampire half werewolf bounty hunter yeah it's like buffy meets true blood well, i like so the title that... though yeah thank you so that's are you playing off family?
0: of something wicked this way comes. Wicked who was way that comes. is that ray uh, Bradbury? by the
1: pricking of my thumbs, something yes. wicked this way comes macbeth
0: oh well that too yeah
1: it's Ray Bradbury wrote. Yeah, something.
0: that's what I was thinking yeah, of, yeah.
1: Thinking. But the, <laughs> you went the OG
0: is, is
1: Macbeth. Um but yeah, so I don't know, if you're keen, you want a free ebook, that's there. So that's me, you know, hawking my wares. Yeah, hawk those okay. wares. But the ninth book in the series comes out in December, so hence the free the free option.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Right on. Everybody go check that out. I'm sure you all need B reading at some point hopefully it stays this nice other than that you can follow ashley at 90 feet from home on twitter and hear about the latest good stuff as far as books go and all of our incredible award-winning tigers coverage (laughs) i just gave us awards i don't care it's late it's the end of the show and you can follow me if you want to hear you know more of my lies and nonsense at fiscador (laughs) 74 and other than that Read our stuff on Bless You Boys. Um, We'll see how things go over this next week. Um, We'll see if the Tigers can take the series from Cleveland on Wednesday. And we will talk to you all next week. Thanks a lot. Have a good night. Good night. Bye-bye.